Every Day is Earth Day is supported by Minnesota Valley Federal Credit Union with two locations in Mankato since 1934. It pays to bank where your part owner member NCUA more at mnvalleyfcu.coop. And Every Day is Earth Day is also supported by members of the Executive Board of the South Central Minnesota Clean Energy Council. Find out more at smcleanenergy.org. Joining us now, our good friend, Mr. Al Bat from somewhere near Heartland, Minnesota. Hey, Al, good morning. Happy Earth Week. Well, thank you very much. Plenty of snow, you know. Who well, knows? <laughs> we're just the people that can handle it. That's the thing about us good Minnesotans. We just uh, will we'll carry on. I, there, I'm excited. There's a pair of yellow-crowned night herons at uh, Brookside Park in Elberly, and they're, they're birds and not they're not supposed to be here and they're just so beautiful and I got so excited I posted them uh, in one place as golden crowned night herons because I'd, I'd been writing about ruby crowned kinglets and how they were compared to golden crowned kinglets and it was late at night and uh, I, I don't know so I had to go in and you know the the thing about being a dimwit, there's no point being a dimwit if you don't demonstrate it publicly. So right. I did that. So, And it was good because then I got to post twice uh, about these yellow crown night herons. And we've had people come from all over to see these two birds. Uh, I was down there and uh, it was fun seeing old friends from Twin Cities, Duluth and Des Moines and all over that had come up to see these these beautiful birds so it's uh you know it it's it's just really cool when you get to see something like that and it's a, a memorable day for birders and i think it's but, um the the loons must be on the the i guess on the trail wherever they go because i heard one this weekend in lake washington and i've seen people post that they've seen some on madison lake as well so they must be heading through the area right now because i know they don't stay here for long isn't that right yeah, and uh, on occasion you will hear them uh, tuning up, sort of like okay. a junior high band before the concert. They're back there. So it isn't uh, necessarily, I suppose on rare occasions we'll hear just one of those beautiful renditions. But for the most part, it's not that beautiful, haunting sound that we hear when they're on their nest nest lakes. But it's still, uh, it's still pretty cool just to see them. I took a really poor photo of one here the other day, and you could actually tell it was loon if you kind of squinted like Clint Eastwood while you looked at it. You know, it, it, Earth Week, and Earth Day is coming up here the 22nd. Once upon a time, there was no EPA, there was no Clean Air Act, there was no Clean Water Act, there were no legal or regulatory mechanisms to protect our environment. And in the spring of 1970, Senator Gaylord Nelson of Wisconsin, Wisconsin's a state that's pretty close to Minnesota here for some <laughs> of you true Minnesotans that are just saying Wisconsin. I think I've heard of that. Uh, he created Earth Day as a way to force this issue onto the national agenda. 20 million Americans demonstrated in a, a good number of uh, U.S. cities, and it worked. In December of 1970, Congress authorized the creation of a new federal agency to tackle environmental issues. It's the U.S. Environmental Protection Agency. So I got something from a online learning community called Brainly, and I'm not... I'm, 
wasn't familiar with them. Uh, so many things I'm not familiar with, and this was just happened to be one. But they polled their students about opinions, beliefs, and habits pertaining to the environment. And the respondents were uh, middle school to college students. 46% are very worried about the state of the planet they will inherit and think it will take a lot of effort to save. 42% there some said they're somewhat worried, and 12, only 12% 12 of the students said they think the earth is in good shape and they're not worried. 44% uh, of those students said they are predicting that within 20 years, Earth's environment will be worse than it is now. 22% of students said they think the Earth's environment will be entirely destroyed in 20 years, which caused a shudder to run up and down my spine. Yeah. 70% of the students said they believe that government should be held accountable for ensuring we have a healthy environment. 66% said individuals must be held responsible as well over 60 percent and i know these are a lot of numbers and i apologize for that but they just over 60 percent of students said they consistently recycle pick up trash turn their lights off in order to better the environment 42 percent said they walk bike or carpool on a regular basis to reduce their carbon footprint and 49 percent actively try to conserve water in their everyday life and here's the last couple numbers over 44% said they'll celebrate Earth Day this year. Yay! 59, yeah, 59% said they don't plan to do anything special to commemorate the special day and instead try to treat every day like it's Earth Day. I like that. Yeah, and, and what can we do? I said, boy, it's Earth Day. What are you going to do about it? Uh, get outside. That's really important. Just get outside. And when you're outside maybe pick up trash in your neighborhood. If you're one that goes for a walk, we have a lot of walkers around here. I see a lot of them carrying a, a plastic bag that they just throw stuff in. They're picking up trash. You know, speaking you of pick picking up, up trash this weekend, our church, you know, has one of those adopt a highways. So my boys and my husband went to, to pick up trash on the highway and and I was out, I had to get some things, gardening things done, so I, I wasn't out there, but I asked my husband, I said, how did it go with the boys? And he said, well, Blake, he's my 14-year-old, kept getting madder and angrier. And I said, why? Because he was picking up stuff. He goes, no, he, because he was getting mad. He goes, why do people litter? Why do people throw this stuff? And just amazed at how much just stuff that there was. And, and my husband said he found in a short, they had a short area on, uh, it was along Highway 14, oh, by the, uh, I think it was the lookout or the I don't know, Luray Drive area or somewhere around there. But he said Jeff found uh, 20 of those those um, snoof, snuff, snooze, snooze, is that what you call it? Snooze cans, the empty ones, obviously, that had just been tossed out in this small area. And and that was one of the most common things that they found was people throwing out those snooze cans. And I thought, well, how gross is and rude is that? Just because I think they're made that some of them might be of plastic, some of them maybe have metal in them and stuff. So that was one of the common things they found. And, I, and my son was getting very angry that people just, do that and can't just wait till they find a you know a receptacle for them boy i i agree i walk the ditches where i live here and pick up stuff and it's amazing what you find in there and i i don't know why we throw things as humans out windows of cars yeah it's just uh, it amazes me but i see people do it all the time and i guess stop it would be um if you go for a nature walk, and these are places where 
people are out enjoying nature, you still see stuff even there, and that, that disturbs me even more, I guess, because I, I think people that are walking those trails probably wouldn't do that, and maybe we do it sometimes just without thinking, because we're, we're good. Uh, I'm a prime example. We do things without thinking sometimes, in my case, most of the time, but <laughs> we need to, you know, we can volunteer uh, volunteer for cleanups in your community. Call a nature center. Call uh, the trail system. And you get exercise and you get to that feeling of volunteering. You can get involved in protecting your watershed. A lot of lakes do cleanups where you walk around. I've done that. Oh, we pulled out a thousand tires. A thousand tires out of one lake. It's just incredible. Uh, copy machines. Uh, water heaters, all the things. I don't, why would you throw a copier in a lake? I, I have no idea, but somebody did. Uh, so you can in, you can protect the watershed. Uh, get your hands dirty. Karen, you know about this? Boy, start a family <laughs> garden and talk yeah. about food, where food comes from, uh, you know, purchase seeds. I guess uh, the only thing, I, the caveat there is try to select plants that are appropriate to your area. Yeah, non-invasives. Yeah, non-invasives yeah. are important. Because uh, I found I've always uh, liked herb gardens, and mm -hmm. boy, I had two gardens that were nothing but mints. Oh. <laughs> and you learn in a hurry that some of those mints are, they have an aggressive personality, and they just take over, and it, it smelled so good. There was everything from apple mint to chocolate mint, so he had all these wonderful smells and things, but it got to be a little bit of battle with some of those. I'd sit by them and talk to them and say, look, here's the line. You need to stay on that side, but they really weren't listening. Mints aren't listeners, I mm. found. Uh, you mentioned about an oak tree. You know, plant a tree for Earth Day. Uh, choose a tree together as a family. Plant it in your yard if you have a yard. Do some research on the tree. Talk to some experts and make sure it's the right kind of tree. And if you don't have that, maybe talk to a nature center, uh, one of your local parks, and say, is there a place we could buy a tree and plant it for you? And they very well might say we have just a perfect spot. It can be a memory tree. Uh, plant it for grandpa or grandma who have shuffled off this mortal coil. But if you got that tree, then each year you can take pictures with it. Every Earth Day, you grow out there with your family and you gather around it and take a picture of it. And someday somebody will be looking at that and say, boy, look how we've grown and how that tree has grown. Many of us are spending too much time indoors. I don't think that's a no, uh, yeah. surprise to anybody, especially with a pandemic. We're not spending enough time out in the sunshine and fresh air, so make it a goal to spend outdoor time daily. There's been all kinds of medical, medical research saying that being outside just makes us healthier. It improves our outlook on life. We just, we become better and healthier people and we'll live longer and live better. So uh, if you just get outside and do that, uh, make it a make it a goal. Uh, support organizations on Earth Day uh, with environmental impacts. Uh, support a maybe a sustainable product. They have these laundry strips instead of giant tubs of liquid detergent. I know a friend that gets bamboo toothbrushes instead of the plastic ones. Reusable bottles are a real simple one that's easy to do. 
uh, help save the great blue heron rookery near Rochester. Uh, you can go to savetherookery.com to become involved a little bit, and I've certainly signed the petition, and uh, a lot of folks I know have. Look at a bird. Go outside and look at a bird. Look out your window. Look at a bird. If you look at a bird long enough and you see enough birds, you will want to change the world. It just automatically happens. And on Earth Day, on, on every day, Today's children deserve the opportunity to delight in the incredible beauty and the mysteries of nature, just as we have. So little things, go outside, maybe pick up some trash, uh, get involved with a local organization. And, you know, we, my mom always said, Alan, we're put here on Earth to, uh, to make it a little bit better by the time we leave. And these little things all do that. Uh, we've been told that probably none of us, if we're honest, or very few of us are capable of greatness. But we're all capable of small acts that add up to greatness. And celebrating Earth Day in all these ways is one of those ways. What's all the yellowing about? Well, it's about uh, American goldfinches. They're turning that brilliant yellow. Uh, dandelions. They're yellowing. They're spring to some folks, a yellowing of spring. Daffodils. Is it, daffodils. Is a group of dandelions called a pride, or is it just <laughs> lions, I wonder, are called a pride? And the weather, Mark Twain said, in the spring I have counted 136 different kinds of weather inside of 24 hours. And I, I'm going to start counting. I think we can probably get up there. It's good to see turkey vultures back and checking the expiration dates of roadkill. They celebrate uh, Earth Day every day by trying to clear our roads of carrion. Uh, I'm in awe of all the birds. We had that little April snow here one day, and it just uh, they're out there. They're just carrying on. I make it a cardinal rule to look at every cardinal, and a red-tailed hawk soaring high caused me to think of the line from Oklahoma. We sit alone and talk and watch a hawk making lazy circles in the sky. Uh, European starlings were introduced in this country by Shakespeare enthusiasts in 1890, and their population is uh, declining dramatically, really, in the U.K., but also some in North America, which is hard to believe. The crow-sized peregrine falcons I saw one the other day, they return in February to nest on the roof of the Mayo Building in Rochester. In early April, the female lays three to four eggs that hatch 35 days later in early to mid-May, and the nestlings are given names by patients, staff, and visitors. You can submit a name, and you might be the winner to get to name a, a little peregrine falcon nestling. I think I mentioned I was at a state park when poop rained down upon my car. <laughs> it was I had to go to the car wash. My well, my wife made me because uh, I had a polka dot car, which just isn't uh, you know unless there's a, a troop of clowns getting out of it. In this case, there was just one clown getting out, so I really needed a car wash. But bacteria in the bird's gut 
break down the uric acid and it gives a white color before exiting the bird's cloaca. And birds mainly eating fish like bald eagles, cormorants, great blue herons, gulls, or osprey produce mostly white poop. And I'm not sure what birds, because we're a lot almost right by the lake, targeted my car, but their accuracy was amazing. I couldn't find where they missed it all. I, uh, Jim Grotti, uh, just a great guy from Fairmont. I appreciate everything he do. He does. He's part of the Martin County Conservation Club, and each year they make nest boxes from salvaged and repurposed lumber, and they give them away. This year it was the biggest day they'd ever had in the 40 years of doing this. He said they could have given away a lot more. It was just uh, incredible. So that's really neat to hear. And Jim said he's had uh, several experiences with flying geese, uh, peppering. Uh, he worked <laughs> with concrete, and they would pepper the concrete he'd been working on as they flew over. So uh, it's not just me they're after, I guess. Uh, John Hakama saw a peregrine falcon. Uh, Linda Weigel uh, saw a brown thrasher and was talking about how beautiful they are and how they are they have that a long bill a really long tail and that beautiful kind of brownish color the rusty color that's just uh, lovely uh denny galligan of albert lee said how big should the entrance hole be on a chickadee nest box a Inch and an eighth in diameter, Denny, would be uh, perfect, and maybe you want to make the hole, I don't know, four to six inches above the floor, probably. Uh, Rita Granson said the numbers of ducks are still pretty good around the area, lots of pelicans, a few e great egrets, blue, great blue herons on nests, and a few shorebirds around. Uh, Bob Williams saw a Dunlin in Watonwan County and a Carolina Wren in Blue Earth County. The Bethany Hawkwatch in Blue Earth County saw a prairie falcon. Douglas Keyser saw a Eurasian collared dove in Dodge County. Wayne Fedder saw a Hudsonian godwit in Faribault County. And Skyler Hepler saw a Carolina wren in Nicolet County. Tim Scott sent me an interesting article, and no, I didn't jot down what it was from. Oh, I apologize. I don't. Re I read it, and I don't remember. It was a science journal of some kind. Uh, Tim says, an insect collector, I ordered mantis egg cases after I moved to Rapidan. I think that's part of, uh, you have to do that. I think when you move to Rapidan, that's one of the things. He said, and in the fall, I found many adult mantis. I would put or whatever the plural is, Tim adds. Mantis. I would put them together. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm going to say mantises, but I'm not, oh. um, you know, not positive on that. I would put them in a container, but never saw anyone cannibalized, only on TV and the web. What can I say? And this study was the first to show that coercive behavior, even if it leads to injury, directly reduces cannibalism risk. So it kind of highlighted it's a to-do article for mantises, I guess, to read, male mantises, to see how they should act and keep their head after mating. So I, I think there'll be a lot of them reading that. A uh, kind listener, Karen, asked that I've heard about declining bird populations. Are there some bird species that are doing well? 
Yeah, we we probably, you know, the bird populations in North America have fallen 29% since 1970. And 1970 was the day that Earth Day came into existence. So we've still got a lot of work to do. And we probably trumpet that, oh, I don't know, trumpet, we wouldn't trumpet, we just proclaim that often because we're concerned about it. But, yeah, there are some birds that are doing very well. Bald eagles are thriving. Uh, peregrine falcon populations have grown thanks to all the groups getting uh, into those two birds and making sure we have them. The other one, waterfowl numbers are on the upswing. And there's a number of other bird species that are, are doing well. Some we don't really know why they're doing well, but they are. But those would be probably the three, I would uh, say, if I had to put that on a test paper. So some are indeed doing well, but, you know, we've lost over one out of every four of our birds. Where do red-winged blackbirds spend the winter? Most blackbirds breeding in the northern United States, they will migrate to the southern states for the winter. A nice email from a family. He's talking about how they like going out and finding deer antlers. And they said, when do bucks drop their antlers? Most white-tailed deer bucks in Minnesota shed their antlers between uh, December and March. Somebody sent me a photo here. Oh, it was it was towards the end of March of a buck with still had antlers. So... But declining day length causes a decrease in testosterone, which results in antler shedding. And folks that would like to find some sheds, the place to look for sheds, you know, look where deer sleep. If you know where they're sleeping, where they bed down, or where they feed regularly, and then check the trails between those two places. And probably concentrate on southern exposures, because that's what deer do. They concentrate on southern exposures just because it's warmer. Those would be the places I would check. And remember, white-tailed fawn, they're born in May or early June. Those are the prime times. And it makes sense because that allows the fawns to grow during warm days and nights. And they miss the cold of early spring. And they miss the cold of April like we're getting right now. So that's a, it's a good time for them to have babies out there. Hey, Al, before, uh, you, before you change subjects again, I wanted to let you know we got three of our listeners who have either texted or weighed in on the Facebook oh, that have sure. some thoughts or questions for you. The first one is from Deb. She says, I missed what Al said about the area lake where he saw the loons. I love them and would like to catch a glimpse. Yeah, I saw the, the ones I saw were on Albert Lee Lake, and uh, a friend told me they were in Fountain Lake, and those were in Albert Lee. Uh, they, I... I know I've heard from other people on what lakes they've seen them, but I guess just check the local lakes. And if you've seen them there before, there's a good chance they'll be there again this year because loons are creatures of habit. The young loons will go south and spend a few years down there before they come back. But for the most part, they're kind of checking out the same places. So, oh, Deb, I hope you see, um, I hope you see like 20 of them. That would be my wish for the day. I'm going to concentrate on that today. And Rich says, 
The lard I get from butchering a hog I put on the tree by my house. Woodpeckers just love it, but they always come down the tree backwards. What's with that, bird man? (laughs) (laughs) I suppose they don't want to crawl through the lard, would be uh, my guess. Yeah, and I suppose, you know, the little lard will... uh, run down or melt and maybe they just want to avoid the grease uh, i don't know um a habit that would be the only thing i could really think of because woodpeckers will certainly go up a tree but it's cool you're feeding it to them and you know i grew up in a family when we'd bale hay and stuff you'd go eat it to neighbors and my mom would always make pork chops because every woman would make what she made the best and mom just made these great pork chops and they had so much fat on them and i always had to wait till a help ate first <laughs> and i noticed those guys they might have been woodpeckers because they would take the pork chops with the most fat on Ugh. it they, they yeah because that was well in those days you were just supposed to i don't know pork chops didn't lean one direction or the other they were pretty fat and so the, those guys might have been woodpeckers i never realized that to now and i think they kind of backed out the door now that i remember right so with their big beards i'd see that go out but that's a great question rich well, i wish i had a, speaking a of woodpeckers answer. we were this i think it was sunday we were just sitting in the house all of a sudden i heard a big knock 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 and i looked on the deck and sitting on the railing which we just got like replaced like last year so it's a new new deck wood and everything the woodpecker just did a, a bunch of knocks knock 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 on the, the top and then he flew off i thought well is he just checking to see if it's rotten or something or why did he just do that and then just go away i've never otherwise seen him around there but he just on the railing you know the the flat top of the railing and just pound 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 and off he went the, this is a time of year where they are drumming to uh, attract a mate oh. and to declare territory. <laughs> okay. And I see here flickers. Well, northern flickers often come in and do that, and they will do it on. We have an old TV tower. No TV, but we have a TV tower. And uh, they will hammer on that, and it reverberates through the entire house. Yeah. And, and they, they're looking for things that are... They, the sound, they want oh. great sound. It's like a drummer. He's just looking for the best drum he can find. And so that's probably what they're doing. Well, it was really loud. And Rich also has another question for you. Sure. <laughs> How are cats and golfers alike? Oh, man. How are cats and golfers alike? Man, I do not know, Rich. How are they? You're going to groan. They're both trying to get a birdie. Oh, yes, of course they are, Rich. Yep. I was going to say maybe they wear the same clothes every day, but that would be that would be unkind to golfers. And there, there's golfers in my family. Every family has golfers in it, whether you're willing to admit it or not. But thanks, Rich. Appreciate that. And one much. from John in New Ulm. He says, in case Al isn't pre-recorded, which you aren't, bet he knows this. What falls uh. over but never breaks? What breaks but never falls? Hmm. Uh, morning? Um, uh, no, that wouldn't be. I don't know. Well, close. It's night and day. Night and day. Man, I was so close. You know, if I'd been given another seven, eight hours, I'd have you come up with that one. I, I know I would have. So I'm I'm going to count that kind of as a half. Point. Uh, Maybe like 27%. I'm going to get myself on that one. So I just, I'll still have to retake the course, 
but yep. my mom will know that I'm trying, and he listens in class and is not too disruptive. So that's what the I'll remember those days, folks, when you uh, your parents went to parent-teacher conferences. What frightening times they were! It, uh, I always heard. Uh, Alan talks too much in class. That was always the big thing. It was uh, if, it, what they were saying is if he would just shut up for a minute, that would be really wonderful. And, and every time my mom came back and she said, "Oh, your grades are wonderful, and the teachers think you're nice, you get along," but you know maybe you should just tone it down a little bit. So that was. Uh, but it was always scary because you never knew what was. What teachers kept secrets sometimes, you know, and they'd only share them with your parents. So, I hope everybody uh, just has a wonderful Earth Week and a wonderful Earth Day. Come to Albert Lee to Brookside Park and see the Yellow Crown Night Herons. It's a pretty cool thing, life-changing experience, I tell everybody. Uh, thanks for sitting on the porch with me. You know, the weather has been flexible, and and I try to be. I enjoy shaving while listening to rambunctious music like Ravel's 1812 Overture. And you get, I use a razor with sharp blades, and you get carried away with the music. You just, woof, woof, you're really getting into it. And I worried I might decapitate myself one day, so I switched to listening to the news while I shaved because I figured that would lessen the chances of accidental carving. But I cut my philtrum severely. Folks know the philtrum, that little thing right under your nose. So I'm going back to music. Remember, folks, Heartland is well worth driving past. Thanks for listening, and thank you, Karen, as always, for uh, your good company. I appreciate you. And again, on, uh, on Earth Day and on every day, do something wild and get out there and look at a bird. Hey, Al, great to chat with you. Thanks. Happy Earth Week. We'll talk to you next week. Thanks a lot. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right, our good friend Al Bat. And as he mentioned, it is Earth Week. We're going to have a couple guests. Every Day is Earth Day is supported by Minnesota Valley Federal Credit Union with two locations in Mankato since 1934. It pays to bank where your part owner member NCUA. More at mnvalleyfcu.coop. And Every Day is Earth Day is also supported by members of the Executive Board of the South Central Minnesota Clean Energy Council. Find out more at smcleanenergy.org.